0: southampton's podcast the so so show it's all about southampton the so so show Welcome
1: to the So So Show, with Visit Southampton, light up your social life. He's Tom Stroud. And she's Zoe Hanson. On the So So Show this week, we're
2: heading east. Well, just off the high street anyway, to East Street for colourful and creative shopping in the heart of the city.
1: We head to Mexifun to check out the
3: flavour and fun of Mexico. Churros is a must. To everyone It's the all-in-one Dessert You don't need others (laughs) Just one dessert Cheers!
0: We'll put you in the picture When we head to Perry's Art Supplies So I work predominantly In things like Character design And storytelling Which has always been My first love
1: And we talk folk music And fiddles At Hobgoblin Music
0: Southampton's got a
4: Thriving music scene You know And yeah We all kind of know each other Yeah It's nice
1: Southampton's podcast The So So Show Are you? Tom, a fan of fancy dress
2: Yes. Yes, I am. I've got to be honest. I think if you do fancy dress, you have to commit to it. You know, sometimes yeah. New Year's Eve, you get a lot of cowboys and pirates. They're the kind of easy oh, ones. Yeah. <laughs> but festival um, used to happen on the Isle of Wight and has now moved to yes. Dorset. But they do fancy dress on the Saturday. In fact, we're starting to see fancy dress working its way into festivals quite a bit. Uh, the Isle of Wight Festival this year on the Saturday. Everyone seemed to be dressed as Roman gods. There's quite a lot oh, of that really? going on. And I do think, yes, I, I'm a fan of it but you can't be half-hearted
1: no you can't you can't and i i think that i am the only person that has ever done this so a couple of weeks ago my daughter was having a dress up as nature day at school and we had a little chat about it like what could she go as and i'm like well you've got a flowery dress you could wear that and or you could just dress in green and go as a leaf and then i went oh no hang on a minute we've got a squirrel tail (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. That's where I think we're the only house in the country that says, oh, hang on, we've got a squirrel tail. You've got a pretty broad so, dressing
2: up box, haven't you?
1: And, and f- look, fair enough, you've caught me out already. Um, we got it from Camp Bestival a few years ago. Right. Like, there was this just this thing about, like, kids wearing tails. So she's got this squirrel tail. And then I found her out this fake fur coat. Anyway, she wore that. Anyway... The reason that I'm talking about fantasy dress, and I, I I can't quite work this one out still. Somebody was walking up and down the high street in Southampton yes. last weekend yes. as, a tree as a tree in heels. Yes.
2: And now that's commitment to the bit, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the tree and the heels. And we
1: don't actually know why, do we? We still don't know. We don't know who it was. Mm. We don't know why it was. And uh, I don't know. Are they barking mad? Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. I think you better leave. I think you better leave right now. No, no, no. We <laughs> could do this forever. But I do, I, as I say, I, right. So I admire the way that they went for it. And they must have been pleased because that, there's that thing of. You know, I've dressed up, I'm now dressed as a tree, I'm walking around and nobody's taken a <laughs> photo of me yet. Just, just, here I am, here I am. And so they, they got on the news, they got on all the socials, so they achieved, hopefully, what they were trying to do, whatever that was.
1: Well, well, maybe they haven't, because if you're going to do some sort of publicity stunt, you've got to say what it's publicity for, well, surely. Well, yeah, the
2: big reveal. When will
1: they come out and tell me, OK, yeah. well, I was the tree. Maybe it was the mass Singer. Yes, that's a good point. Perhaps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's good though, isn't it? And the the, the photos are, are going around on social. Uh, it looked actually quite uncomfortable. As I say, they were I definitely so. committed. And you're not going to wear that on the bus on the way home either, are you?
1: No, no, not much. So they must have gone back to somewhere to get changed. Like, where have they gone to get changed? If you have spotted the tree... yes. The high-heeled tree anywhere in Southampton <laughs> getting changed. Please, please let us know. We would be, we would love to be the people that reveal. Yes. all
2: about the tree. We want the story, and I want the backstory. Just before I leave the house, look, do my heels look all right with this outfit? Do you think they go?
1: <laughs> it's all about Southampton,
2: the So So Show. So on the So So Show, we have a bit of a theme on this episode. We are making our way along. East Street, and we start by going to a restaurant that is passionate about bringing the authentic flavors and culture of Mexico to their customers. It's the fun, the flavor, and the color of Mexi Fun. And here's Jesse to explain how it all works.
3: So, I think the name tells all about it it's Mexi Fun. We are a small restaurant, as you can see, just four tables, and we do Mexican food. The chef here used to work in uh, in chain restaurant and he's very good in what he's doing so what
1: kind of food is on the menu tell us about that because the tacos i've got to say the tacos are pretty special
3: Oh, thank you yeah so basically we do burritos we do tacos we do nachos we do quesadillas and then yeah we do some salad bowl and some extras, as guacamole and tortilla chips. So we do all this and all the sauces as well. They are all handmade. So basically, they are all fresh and prepared in here.
1: That's what I love about it. So it, makes it fun is it's fresh. And the tacos. So I normally go for chicken and chorizo or what else is there? There's steak and cheese and the fish tacos.
3: Everybody raves about those. My favorite is the steak and cheese one, I'm not going to lie. I've tried all of those, basically. But I would say this as well, that the Mexican choice is always like the pork pibil. They say in their language, cochinita pibil, and they really like it. They are always like, oh, this is amazing, and it's the same. It's not even higher or less than in Mexico. That's what they say, basically. This is based on the reviews and as well on the on the you can see this in the internet in the online reviews thanks to them they always they always tell us the truth so basically in the chicken and chorizo i guess it's the combination because it's the perfect combination nothing is more and nothing is less so basically it's as it should be, so basically in the one that you mentioned, the chicken and chorizo, basically they are with a chicken, diced chicken, and then ancho are the spices that are combined, some spices, different spices, and then the the chorizo basically, which makes the spicy a little bit spicy, and then the jalapeno mayo, jalapeno mayo is very nice
1: that's so good jalapeno mayo is just something else takes everything to a new level doesn't it
3: yeah you can't find it anywhere that's the point yeah you can find chipotle mayo on the shops basically but no, no jalapeno mayo that's an original recipe and as far as i know even in the other restaurants like mexican restaurant they don't really do jalapeno mayo and the special thing is that they are vegan
1: very, very nice. We can't come to Mexifan. We never can come to Mexifan without talking churros.
3: Uh, yeah, churros. I usually prefer to, to give to everyone on the house just after they eat. And I would say like, oh, you want to have some churros on the house? <laughs> this is my thingy. Just because they are so nice. And I want everyone to get the chance to try. Because once you try them... It's like, oh, this is the perfect thing, you know. They are so
1: good. And with that caramel dipping sauce, yeah, crazy, crazy good.
3: Perfect. That's the best sauce ever. That's why I always say like churros is a must to everyone. If you come here, churros is a must. You need to try those because it's the the best. It's the all-in-one. Dessert. You don't need others. Just one dessert. Churros.
2: Zoe, I would say you sound more than familiar with the menu at Mexifon. Would that be fair?
3: <laughs> I mean, what would you like to
1: order? Do you want me to just tell you what's there? Yeah,
2: what's the house special this week?
1: <laughs> Do you know what? They're so lovely in there and the food is incredible. And I work out of the old Bond store just round the corner from East Street. And even if I get like one little tiny hunger pang, I think, right, okay, Mexi fun. At least I'll just have some churros.
2: (laughs) And we should talk about East Street as well because it is its own area, isn't it? It does have its own distinct, it's almost a mini village in itself, isn't it?
1: It is. I've talked a lot with Visit Southampton about, Um, East Street and how, what it's become, it's become sort of hobby street. Yes. You know, you've got music shops, you've got the MMA, you've got um, tattoo shops, you've got axe throwing, you've got First Base, which is the baseball experience. And there's loads going on down there. You've got all of these like art supply stores and just loads and loads going on down there. And of course... High score Arcades. Again, another <laughs> of my favourites. You know, look, lunchtimes for me are Mexifun and High score Arcades. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we talk a lot about the High Street as well, don't we? And what the High Street is going to look like and how it's been changing and adapting and the pandemic has obviously accelerated certain things. But if you go to East Street, you are going somewhere where you are getting independent stores. You are getting variety and all of those uh, shops and places, they have a purpose, yeah. don't they? And it, has, it does yeah. have its own character.
1: And I think everybody everybody's after experience now aren't they yes you've got places like warhammer right down the bottom of east street where you know everybody's sort of heard of these places so you go and play the game or you pick up the figures or you do the painting and all of that stuff it's a full-on experience that you just cannot get online so that's why east street it's it's rapidly becoming hobby street Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Tom, are you ready for your mind to be absolutely blown? Yeah, go on. That
2: sounds good. It's been a quiet month so far. Blow my mind!
1: <laughs> yeah, the six hundred and eighty-seven <laughs> days of January. Gosh, what a year that ah, month was, eh? Yeah,
2: five Mondays in January. That was a great <laughs> oh thing, wasn't my it?
1: Gosh, horrible. Okay, so so um, I've I've got someone. It's a celebrity. It is a musician. They played the Coach House behind the Fleming Arms in nineteen seventy-three. So 1973, have a, th- I mean, you, I know that you weren't born then, but have a think about who that might have been. Got any guesses?
2: Is this a guessing game? Can we narrow it down?
1: Yeah, come on then. Right. But, um, Male? Yeah, come on, give me some guesses.
2: Male? Male. British? No. Uh, were they up and coming at the time? Were they famous?
1: I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is the answer. Um, Worldwide superstar. American? Solo no. artist? Yes, ish.
2: <laughs> not Bob Marley. It was Bob Marley. Was he Bob Marley? Right, because the film's coming but- out, which is why I jumped to this. I did not know Bob Marley had played in Southampton.
1: Right. So just behind the Fleming Arms, there's this venue, Coach House. And Bob Marley played there in 1973. That's about two miles from my house. And i like, what? Wow. What? How I know, right? It's mind-blowing, isn't it?
2: And that's a big year for Bob Marley, because he's, you know, the early 70s, he's really Uh carving um, his
1: way out into the charts. And that's really exciting. Is there a blue plaque up there? There should be. If there isn't one, then there should be, you know, because, I mean, I can imagine, you know, Bob with his whalers sat at home. (laughs) Thinking, right, where should we go on tour? Yes. I quite fancy playing Los Angeles. I quite fancy playing London. Oh, and also, is there anywhere just behind the Fleming Arms in (laughs) Southampton?
2: Who booked that tour?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How amazing is that? Yeah, that's really brilliant
2: good. Yeah, because well, obviously, and, and Bob very much in the news uh, with this film coming out uh, and also Southampton's multicultural history being highlighted. There's the mural that you can see on the high street now. Um, yeah. That's all important. There's all stories to be told there. And also I often think that if I'm going to a gig, at, even at Southampton Guildhall, when I go in and watch, you know, well I was going to say a current band it's me so I'll be watching a band from the last 20 years but when I go in there (laughs) I think like Jimi Hendrix played here The Rolling Stones played here Um, all of that happened as well the cultural thing I'm all for blue plaques and I've seen them now people are putting like black vinyl plaques up as well to try and celebrate that that musical history actually we should get a plug in as well I want to say hi to the the gang at Vanillo the record store in Southampton because uh, they're really making a thing that obviously they sell a lot of vinyl there, the record uh, is very much back and Shed 7 went to number one on the album charts a couple of weeks ago yes. it's their first ever number one album in all of their career and they're very much a big 90s band but it's their first ever number one album and they did it and they did it with a whistle stop tour of the UK including an appearance, they did a signing and maybe even a live performance as well. Vanilla in Southampton was one of the places that they went to so this is how the record industry Amazing. is changing now uh, the bands want to tour record stores and in doing so can have a number one album and Southampton was all all part of that journey
1: and it's all about those you know those moments and actually I think I, I, I love the fact that this is becoming much more intimate Yes. You know, that's what we like. And just back to your point about Guildhall. The, who did you say? The Rolling Stones have yes. played the Guildhall. Who else? Uh, Jimi Hendrix. I think I think the Stones. Uh, right, I think the yeah. Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix
2: both played there in 1966. And I think when the Rolling Stones played there, they might have been supported by Tina Turner. I'd have to check um, that. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> and you know what? That was the last time they changed the carpet in there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's heritage, Zoe. That's heritage.
1: (laughs) Carpet gets a blue plaque of its own.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jimi Hendrix once stubbed a fag out on this carpet. (laughs)
0: Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.
2: So we're back on East Street and let's head to Southampton's independent art store, which is Perry's Art Supplies. They offer a range of quality arts and craft supplies and they have a great backstory too. Matthew became the owner of the business in recent
0: years. Here we provide sort of art supplies for the local artists in the community as well as the students. Perry's has been about since the 70s, so I'm very proud to be keeping that on. I mean, again, it's such a shame when I saw it was going to be closing down in 2021 and I just I couldn't stand to see it go. I've been shopping here since Rashmi, the original owner, had it when I was a kid. I just couldn't stand to see it go.
1: So you took it over because of your love for
0: the art supply store? I mean, I'm an illustrator by trade, but it was just by pure coincidence. A friend of mine got in touch saying, Hey, did you know Perry's shut down? I know you love the shop. So I came down to give Bob my predecessor, my best wishes. Cause he's always been very good to me he said, well, Hey, if you're interested, the lease is up with the council, but there's a day left on the submission deadline, I'm gonna thought, well. The worst they could say is no. <laughs> I filled out my application, told Bob, hey, continue with clearance. Don't let me hinder your retirement at all, just in case they say no. And they approved me, so I want to keep this place going as Perry's.
1: How wonderful. I love that. Actually, do you know what? To take something on like that and actually have that sentimental value, that that connection to the stop, that must be really special. So what kinds of art supplies can we get in
0: Perry's? Well... By the model of our sort of very nature, art supplies and art shops, as they traditionally are, sadly, a bit of a dying breed these days. So the model that I took to here was I try to keep what people want, what people need. And if I get enough requests for something, then I'll get it in. It just helps keep costs down, keep the doors open. So we'll always have things like, you know, sketchbooks, your... Paints your acrylic, oil, watercolor. My personal bias: Copic markers, alcohol marker for illustration. And then anything else outside of that, we have the spray paint, which I had people re- requesting of me day one, coming through the doors, uh, first day of takeoff. Then you're still gonna be doing the spray paint. So, happy to support, Southampton. Sort of sort of street art scene as well
1: and so you say that you're an illustrator so what kinds of things do you
0: illustrate i mean i have my bias shelf front and center in the shop as just well front loaded with color as i got started on them by the original owner when i was a kid so i work predominantly in things like character design and storytelling uh, which has always been sort of my first love but my more quote-unquote professional stuff i used to go around when i had more time to bars and restaurants and draw the place live with those same sort of tools Just very quick, very sketchy with sort of alcohol ink and liners, just quickly getting base details down as best I can, which is always sort of nice just to get that sort of feel for places and sort of engage with people in those environments. It was always a fun time.
1: I bet that they loved it, actually. what Where where were you going and doing that that stuff?
0: I mean, I always had my personal favourite of The Hobbit, but primarily when I was a student, I'd go around to places in, around Bedford Place, back when it was called Yuzu. I believe it's called XOXO these days. But sort of lounge bars in the area where maybe people had that sort of money to sort of maybe throw about on art. So it was a bit cheeky of me, but I would sell sort of prints and whatnot. I'd have people say, oh, could, could I buy that from you? And i was like, oh, well, it's, it's in a sketchbook, so I can't. So I'd go get prints made, come back the following week, I was like right who wanted a print for me last week so sell those then pull out sketchbooks stand in a corner do it all again so it was very sort of fun sort of side thing as a student just being able to sort of go out in these places it helped my self-confidence as well just being able to engage with people a bit more and on that sort of familiar footing as well, when I was still sort of getting used to that as a young student.
1: That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much, A, for coming on the So So Show, B, for taking over Perry's as well. That's... Yeah, what a special place. So just like you when you were a kid, Matt, get down to Perry's, get your art supplies and get scribbling.
2: That's a great story. Great to hear Matthew there. And I love the idea that as a fan of the place, he then takes it on.
1: I think that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, it's all about that, isn't it? You know, taking on a place because you're passionate about it. Samuel, out at the Garden Society, he'd worked there. At the weekends when it was, I think it was when it was Arturi and when the owners came to thinking about selling it, he said, right, well, I'll, I'll take it over. And you look what they've created there. It's yeah. the most beautiful, amazing place. The most amazing events. The most, I mean, it's just lovely. It's like a little wonderland to go for a wander round.
2: It's also the difference that people make, isn't it? Um, Yes. And back to the East Street thing, uh, all of these Mm. shops that you go in, they're run by the people who own them and they know their thing well. That's the whole thing about speciality shopping. You're buying into a product, but you're also buying from a person.
4: The So So Show.
1: So, bit of sports news that isn't about sport. Oh, that sounds like Um, my kind of sport. (laughs) Right, the Aegeus Bowl, the... The Rose Bowl um, <laughs> in West End that is Hampshire's cricket ground. Yes. Uh, that has been renamed Utilita Bowl. Not Fruit Bowl, not Toilet Bowl, not Porridge Bowl. <laughs> not Super Bowl. Utilita, not Super Bowl, Utilita Bowl, okay? Well, that's good news um, for all the
2: people who just stopped calling it the Rose Bowl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. and uh, util- you what? Utilita?
2: utilita Utilita. yeah
1: utilita bowl i probably said that wrong and apologies to them if i have some other sports news that isn't sports news good did everybody laugh hands up if you did when the saints fan on the way to the game in swansea got trapped in a train toilet (laughs) Uh, that just makes me feel quite ill (laughs) <laughs> Train
2: toilets are. They're just bad news anyway, aren't they? The, the door thing, the lock thing, everything about it, they're just.
1: And you're going to Swansea. Uh, well-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vicious. But can I tell you the most January thing that has happened to me? Okay, Let's so mark the end of January goodness. with a moment
2: of reflection.
1: Oh, yeah. So thank goodness we're now in February. Like, February just feels like. February feels like a Thursday. You're just that much closer to the weekend. (laughs) January is just a Monday, a month of Mondays. But I, I, I decided, you know, that, that I've got to lose some weight and jumped on the bandwagon. I bought a new flask. I put some milk in the flask, put that in my laptop bag to take for my January diet shakes.
2: Of course you did. Best of intentions. This is a really good plan, isn't it?
1: Yes. <laughs> and Tom knows exactly what's coming next because he was there. I was there. When I picked up my laptop bag yeah. and all of the milk just dripped Out of it. I mean, it didn't really drip, did it? It whooshed. Yeah. Because there was a lot of milk, wasn't there? There was. I basically drowned my MacBook Mm. in milk. Thought that it would be all right. Got it home. No, it wasn't. It looked Um, all right.
2: I thought we, this is the (laughs) annoying thing. I thought we'd cleaned it up relatively well. And I thought, phew. I know. That was a near miss.
1: Uh, Sadly not. I know. But it wouldn't turn on. So, so that evening I took it down to the Apple store. And, I, and I've got to say, we're very lucky to have an Apple store in Southampton because if you are an hour away, right, that, mm. you've got to make that big trip. But we've got it there. So anyway, so I go down there and I said to them, I think I've deaded my <laughs> MacBook. Um, how did you do that? Uh, I drowned it in milk. <laughs> Uh how did you do that? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they came back and said, "No, apologies. I'm so sorry, but it it's gone." So, there we were on a Tuesday evening, 10 minutes until the Apple store closed, and I was buying another one. Oh. Well, that's one way, way of getting joy. a new computer, isn't it? I know, but what, what do you not need in January? <laughs> Yeah. I was trying to be very good for January, you know, taking a diet shake with me. Mm. You know, all of that. It, it cost me a lot of money, that diet. Yes. And I don't think I've lost a pound. <laughs> Southampton's podcast,
2: The So So Show.
1: Now let's get back to
2: East Street and work our way along to somewhere where if you're looking for something musical with an acoustic feel, well, you want Hobgoblin music. They've got new folk and acoustic instruments with unique and interesting second-hand items too. They've been an instrumental part of the street (laughs) since 2015. And let's hear from Drew
4: at Hobgoblin Music. Hobgoblin was started in the early 70s out of a camper van uh, selling concertinas and folk instruments. And it's since blossomed into a multinational megacorp. No, it hasn't. It's... Nine independent shops, all under the same umbrella of hobgoblin music. Yeah, we up and down the country, uh, but this is E Street. This is this is our our little niche.
1: And what do you do here? So I can see ukuleles.
4: Yep, ukuleles, mandolins, melodians, accordions, concertinas,
1: bazookas. What's the? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, like, go backwards because I don't even know what they are.
4: Uh, well, so yeah, accordions is is kind of the, the the umbrella term for them. Yeah, you know anything for the folk musician, really. Violins, fiddles.
1: What's the difference between a violin and a fiddle?
4: Uh, There is no difference. It's how you... It's kind of what you play on them, I suppose. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, fiddly-D and all of that stuff.
4: Yeah, you know, so uh, I guess folk musicians will play fiddle.
1: Do you play instruments? I I,
4: I play several. I'm a drummer, mainly, but I I also play guitar and mandolin and mandola, bazooki, all that sort of stuff, yeah. Anything with frets, yeah.
1: And... What do you say is the most popular? instrument to play what do you get most people coming into the shop for
4: it really is very we're such a varied shop really there is no one thing that we are the most successful with some some months we sell lots of accordions some banjos some mandolins over christmas we saw quite a lot of harps so it is just very unpredictable
1: i suppose you sort of create a community as well of all of these people
4: yeah southampton's got a thriving music scene you know and yeah we all kind of know each other yeah it's nice.
2: The So So Show. It's the So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. And we're into February. And let's see what's
1: going on in and around Southampton. So, the biggie at the moment is Chinese New Year. So, this will be sort of the 10th and 11th. Lots and lots of things going on around the city centre for Chinese New Year. West Quay always go absolutely huge on it yes um, loads of activities as well at the John Hansard gallery so where Guildhall Square is there's a gallery right beside Mast Mayflower Studios and you can go in there and get involved in all of these things um, this one I think Tom you're going to love this is the Ogre Tones <laughs> right okay so they they promise that they are the UK's Foremost, musical tribute to Shrek. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's a hotly contested field, I've got to be honest. (laughs) Anyway, it sounds like loads of fun and um, I think it's going to be great. It's at Papillon on 24th of February. Uh, Medbar. Now, I didn't even know that this was still a thing, but Medbar are running Karaoke Wednesdays. Okay. Yes. What's your karaoke song, Tom? I don't really
2: do karaoke. That was not really my thing. If you had to. Goodness me, something that didn't require too much vocal range, honestly. (laughs) It would have to be a duet. Let someone else do all the heavy lifting.
1: Okay, okay. Well, anyway, Karaoke Wednesdays. I doubt if Tom's going to be there, but it's at Med Bar down (laughs) Oxford Street every Wednesday. We're staying with
2: karaoke. Did you see Barry is coming up at the engine rooms in Southampton with Barry
3: from
1: EastEnders? I just love it. Yeah, I think Barry Oakey is the best. I know some people that went along when he was here before and they've said it is the most fantastic night out. It's basically Sean Williamson singing all the classics, yes. all the anthemic tunes that you want to sing along to and you just have a great time.
2: Yeah, and I love the idea that like the Ogre Tones and Barry Oakey, it's an idea, it's a wordplay. That suddenly has legs and turns into an evening out. I think it's great.
1: This is brilliant as well. Like I, I love these play on words. Right, barioki is brilliant, but Mike All Buble. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> it's just brilliant. He's playing on the sixteenth of February at the Grand in Southampton. It's always just brilliant. You can buy a ticket for dinner to watch Mike All Buble or you can just go along and stand at the bar and watch Mike All Buble because I just can't stop saying it. Yeah, and it sounds
2: even better than when you see it written down. Mike All Buble, that does work. That works. That
1: works when you say it out loud. And we've been giving away tickets to see Mike All Buble on our social media, on Facebook, on Instagram and on Twitter as well. You can follow us, find out what's going on around Southampton, around the area, all the brilliant things that are happening. And you might win your way in as well.
2: Yep, don't forget to follow us on all of our socials. Stay in touch with us. Let us know what you're into as well. And we'll catch you next time on the next edition of The So So Show. The So So Show. It's all about Southampton, the so-so show.